Hello, everyone. Welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world to inspire, encourage, and empower women and young girls to dream without limitations. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ms. Ann Nickel, and she is an author, a blogger, and a coach. So I'm so excited to hear so much more about her story, the journeys that she's on, and where she's going on her journey. So hi, Ann. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to open up the floor for you to let the audience know a little bit more about you and what you do. Hey, I, as you said, I'm an author, blogger, and coach. Um, wanted to be a writer my entire life and finally became published a couple of years ago. So I realized that dream. And mm -hmm. I started my blog uh, right after I had an incident where I almost died, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And, you know, wanting to use what I'd been through uh, to share my stories with other women to help them overcome their obstacles. And then from that, it led into becoming a coach to help other women, you know, so going from just sharing info to really finding a way to help them. Love it. Love it. So I want to dig a little deeper into this story. Let us know how you got started. Um, I don't know how far you want to go back, whatever you want to share. Um, just let us know how you got started on this journey as an author, blogger, and coach. Okay. Well, the, like I said, the author part, you know, has been a lifelong dream since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as a lot of women go through, you know, kind of life gets in the way. You know, you get mm -hmm. you go through school, you get a job, you get married, you have the family. And, mm -hmm. you know, other stuff seems to just be put on hold. Mm -hmm. And I ended up in a situation where I basically was being emotionally abused in my marriage mm -hmm. and it took years to finally sort of figure that out and to mm -hmm. come into my own and realize that I was worthy of living a better life than that. Mm -hmm. And so finally, um, January, 2017, I got the courage to file for divorce and get mm -hmm. myself out of that abusive situation right. and then started focusing more on my goals and my dreams. And mm -hmm. once I had that, you know, person out of my life that sort of just loved to beat me down all the time. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of had that finally had that freedom and started working on that. But mm -hmm. then I got about a year and a half after the divorce, everything seemed to be going well. I was working on a new book. I had bought my own little house, you know, first time on my own, was doing great things. Mm -hmm. And then just wham, one weekend ended up in the hospital, um, very weird fluke medical incident, almost died and nearly lost my leg. Wow. Yeah. And so from that, you know, I survived the incident and manifested a miracle to save my leg. Mm -hmm. And after that, you know, spending, I mean, well, it's been, it's been over two years and I still have a little bit left to go in my healing process. So mm -hmm. it's been a long process, but a few months after the incident, when I realized that I'd almost died with my dream left in me, mm -hmm. really, really pushed me to basically put aside the whole idea of perfection. You know, how you always hear mm -hmm. from the experts, done is better than perfect. Right. I finally finished the first book, published it just like three months after the incident. Mm -hmm. And then from there, a couple months later, published my first poetry chat book. So my second mm -hmm. book was out. And then I started the blog a few months after as well to start sharing those stories to help other women because I realized, you know, I believe that God had kept me alive for a reason. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. and that he had given me miracles for a reason. And really it was put upon me. I needed to share that testimony with other women to try to help them overcome their obstacles, to follow their dreams and realize them and not to wait, not to put it off because life is short. I mean, that hit me really hard when I came that close. No, most definitely. So I want to talk about um, mindset shifts. So I know that, you know, as women, sometimes because of how society portrays us or projects these type of feelings or emotions or standards onto us, we kind of take a step back, lose ourselves a little bit and kind of go by what society tells us that we should be doing. So how do you feel like your mindset shifted from the time where you were taking the emotional abuse to the time where you said, okay, enough is enough. I'm going, I'm strong enough to be able to get out of this relationship, file for divorce and move on. It, um, I think it, I just hit that, you know, just it, like you said, enough is enough. Mm -hmm. I just, for somehow there was just this weird shift, but even then I didn't do something at that moment. I mm -hmm. started looking for other things, you know, other mm -hmm. things that would validate that mindset. Right. And, you know, I would hope that, you know, not every woman has to do that for mm -hmm. some reason in my situation, I think from being beaten down so much, it helped me. And so mm -hmm. I actually got a different job at that time. And I was introduced to a whole new group of people who, you know, repeatedly all the time would tell me, oh my gosh, you know, you're so intelligent, you know, you're so talented, you're such mm -hmm. a good person. And when I started hearing those things, I'm like, you know what, they're right, I'm better than that. Mm -hmm. And so one day I was actually searching for a book that had nothing to do with divorce, mm -hmm. but this book popped up in front of me, almost like a sign. And it was called mm -hmm. The Emotionally Abusive Marriage. Mm -hmm. And so I bought it immediately. And whenever he was gone, I would read this book. Mm -hmm. And at the end of every chapter was a quiz. And every single quiz I took, once I answered the questions honestly, told me I was being abused. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a, that last revelation that, you know, was sort of like, someone was giving me that permission, like you mm -hmm. are, you know, you can admit it. And once you can admit it, then it's like, you have finally have that way out. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I did. Once I read that, it was just like, I said, that was it. That was my moment. Mm -hmm. And from there, I just, you know, he came home one day from work and, you know, we started talking and it, it just came out. I'm done. I'm tired of being abused. I'm out. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, it was just this sort of, it took a while, I should say. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went to a divorce care workshop afterwards at my church. And I noticed that all the other women, you know, I was listening to their stories, all the horrible things that they had been through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, most of them were still in these different stages of shock and crying. And, you know, because some of them had been, you know, either abused, they had been cheated on. You know, their husbands had just suddenly left for no reason and all these different things. And one day, you know, I would sit there and listen mostly and share mm -hmm. my story a little bit. And one day, one of the ladies asked me, she said, you know, we never see you cry. You know, I mean, how are you looking so okay, you know, going through what you went through? Mm -hmm. And I, it had, I'd already kind of been thinking about that, listening to their stories and seeing all of their emotions 
And I finally told them, I said, you know, I think it's because I already went through what all of you were going through before I ever filed for the divorce. Right. I did all that crying. I did all of that mourning of mm -hmm. that marriage. And so once I filed, even though I had to go take out a chunk of money to pay the divorce lawyer, mm -hmm. when I walked out of the bank that day to go give her that check, it was like a weight was lifted off of my shoulders. Right. And I walked out of there smiling, even though I was giving away this huge chunk of money. It just, I was happy. I walked out of there smiling, excited, you know? And so I think I had already gone through all of that, you know, the rough part. And yeah, but it took was it, a lot of, you know, kind of like I said, validation from, you know, others, you know, telling me that, you know, you're an incredible person. You deserve mm -hmm. so much more out of life. And a lot mm -hmm. of them had no idea what I was even going through. They were just referring to, you know, why are you at this job? You've got so much talent. Right. Why aren't you doing something else? You know, why aren't you writing your books? Why aren't you out there singing? Because I love to sing. And, you know, so just like I said, hearing those things sort of helped give me that push that I needed, you know, mm -hmm. and once I got that and I started telling myself, you know, I am worthy, I am worthy, I am worthy. Mm -hmm. And I, it was sort of a repetition. I had to keep reminding myself of it until mm -hmm. I said, I got to that stage where it clicked and I finally believed it. So. Right. I think it's so, I think it's so interesting how, even though we may try to ignore the fact our bodies or our subconscious already knows when we're experiencing negativity in our lives. Just think about it. If you didn't feel like you were in a negative situation, you wouldn't have even picked up that book because you would have been like, oh, that's pretty irrelevant to me. You know, our bodies know exactly what we are experiencing and it kind of tries to push us out of that space, even though we try to suppress those feelings so much. So I think that's really interesting. Yeah, it really does. Like I said, and after going through that, you know, that was one of the other reasons I wanted to help other women is, you know, or girls is to kind of, you know, I even talk to my nieces sometimes, you know, because they both have turned 21, you know, mm -hmm. they're dating. And I always try to, you know, just make them remember, remember, no matter what relationship you get in, you are important. You mm -hmm. are worthy. What you feel matters. And if you mm -hmm. ever are with someone who doesn't make you believe that too, mm -hmm. run. <laughs> right. I, I warn them. I said, because you are worth more than that. And I'll mm -hmm. tell them, you know, focus on your dreams, focus on your goals because, you know, you are the only person you are going to have your entire life. You, mm -hmm. you are your number one and it is not selfish to concentrate on you and put right. yourself first, you know, be giving, be kind to others. But mm -hmm. remember that if you aren't taking care of yourself, you can't take care of anybody else either. Right. You know, if that bucket is empty, you have nothing to give to someone else. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I've learned all of that over just these last few years. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I just feel this push to want to share it with others in mm -hmm. hopes that they don't get in that same situation or if they are in that situation to help them get out of it, mm -hmm. you know, or at least, you know, sometimes it doesn't mean completely getting out of a marriage or a relationship. It means just learning to put yourself first and right. realizing and that up you, for yourself. Exactly. And if that mm -hmm. person gets it 
then great. You know, if they want to come along with you in that and make it a better relationship, but if they don't, then that's your sign, move on and either be fine on your own and wait till you find that person who respects you for you because right. you, you know, you're deserving of it. And I think right. a lot of women and girls, sorry, I keep, going on, <laughs> they don't realize, I think, you know, even, especially if they've, you know, had a rough childhood. Um, mm -hmm. I actually took in a teenager who had had a rough childhood, adopted her and finished raising her. And it was mm -hmm. rough because she had been so beaten down and had been told that, you know, she wasn't smart. She wasn't pretty. She wasn't worthy of doing great things. And she would never mm -hmm. amount to anything, never do anything. And mm -hmm. so it took a lot of working with her over the years to make her see that, you know, mm -hmm. don't listen to those people. Those people are just jealous because you still have that opportunity ahead of you. Mm -hmm. They're lost in their lives. That's why they put you down. It's horrible right. that parents do that to their children, mm -hmm. but they do. There's a reason for it because they right. are happy in their own lives. Don't let them put their issues on you. Mm -hmm. You are important. You do matter. You are smart and you can do anything you put your mind to. And I ended up helping her get through high school, get through college. And now she's a marine biologist. And wow, in life. so it can be done, but you know, I've seen that struggle even at a young age and it, it hurts to see girls feeling that way mm -hmm. and not realizing their true worth because they really are worthy of everything this life has to offer. Most definitely. Um, I think it's important, especially to establish that positive reinforcement, especially on our youth, because like you said, you know, she probably, she had her parents telling her, you know, she wasn't worth doing this. She wasn't capable of doing this. And it's hard to kind of let those projections just slide by and just say, okay, like whatever, because if it's someone that you truly genuinely respect and love and care for, that kind of, it kind of pierces a little bit deeper. So I feel like, you know, having multiple positive influences in your life can definitely help save someone's life who is experiencing that within their home or within their family or something close to them. No, I totally agree. Yeah. And it, you're right. It is. That's what made it so hard in her situation because, mm -hmm. you know, you love your parents, you know, you look at them. I mean, they are the people you look to every day. They're the ones who raised you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that trust is put in them. And when, yeah, when you trust someone that much and you love someone that much, yeah, you tend to believe what they tell you, whether it's good or bad. Right. Yeah. Most definitely. So what would you say are some of your biggest life lessons that you've learned along your journey? And what are some that you're currently trying to, what is something that you're currently trying to discover within yourself? Okay. Uh, some of the biggest things I've learned one is that life is too short. You know, mm -hmm. I said I had that close call a couple of years ago and it was a real wake up call. Mm -hmm. And so that's one. So basically life is short. So treat every day as a miracle, you know, and use every day, you know, as much as you can, you know, do the best with it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of us when we're working and, you know, younger women, when they come up, will probably go through the same thing. If you're working a you know nine to five Monday through Friday job, you're always praying for the weekend. 
<laughs> just get me to Friday, get me to Friday. And, and, yeah, you tend to lose sight of you have, you know, five days there that you could still do something good with. Yeah, you may mm -hmm. work nine to five on your business or in a you know career, but right. what do you do when you get home? You know, there's still mm -hmm. other things you could do to work on making it a good life, you know, so don't mm -hmm. let those days slide by. And remember that every single day is precious. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I've really learned and I try to focus on every day. And the other main one would be, if you have a dream, you have a goal, go after it. No matter your age, whether you think you're too young or you think you're too old, if you mm -hmm. are alive, you can make it happen. And, you know, don't put it off for tomorrow. Don't put it off for, you know, cause I put mine off for so long because of other things. And, you know, they always say hindsight's 2020. You know, I think back and think, mm -hmm. what if I had done this 20 years ago? What would my life be like? You know, and you know, you really shouldn't think about that because that can hinder you in other ways. If you keep thinking, you know, about the past, but mm -hmm. still, you know, anyone who hasn't gotten there yet, use our experiences, you know, use our <laughs> lessons on it yeah. and realize that if you have that dream, go after it, no matter what, take the steps to make it happen and realize you were given that dream for a reason. You know, I think everyone has a talent, everyone has a special skill and they, you know, and for that reason, they're given those, you know, goals and those dreams. So go after them. You know, I mean, that's mm -hmm. usually where you'll find your true joy in life is by doing that. Um, I am so much happier in the last few years because I've actually done things for me. I've followed those dreams. I'm still continuing to work on them. And so actually that leads to the next question. What I'm working on now, um, I am continuing my new business of coaching, helping other mm -hmm. women. And so with that, I'm creating a new course. And I actually have two new book ideas that, you know, mm -hmm. one is a kind of a fiction, you know, it's my story, but I didn't want to write it as a memoir. You know, I don't know, mm -hmm. sometimes memoirs bore me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Make it interesting. That's good. Like being different. Exactly. I love it. So I'm actually writing it. They call it an auto fiction where it's based on a true story but you've taken liberty with it to make it more fun and write it in mm -hmm. a fiction format, a novel format. Mm -hmm. And then I actually have an idea for a self-help book about mm -hmm. mindset and about mm -hmm. always finding, you know, the upside in something and realizing there are always two sides to every story, two sides to every situation. And if you really want to, you can find the upside. You know, I was laying in the hospital and they told me, you know, I survived and I was lucky to be alive after mm -hmm. what happened to me. But then they told me, you know, they had cut my leg open during that surgery to try to save it, mm -hmm. wow. but that it didn't work. And they were preparing to amputate. And in that situation, I mean, I could have, scary. oh, it was very scary. And, you know, I could have completely broken down. And mm -hmm. honestly, in some, some days, I wonder how I didn't <laughs> completely <laughs> break down in that moment. And I think it was once again, God helping me. And instead mm -hmm. of breaking down, I, first of all, I prayed and I thanked God for my life. I wanted mm -hmm. to focus on gratitude. I know I was lucky to be alive. Mm -hmm. And then I asked him for one more miracle. And then mm -hmm. I visualized because I also believe 
I believe the law of attraction kind of has a connection with faith, at least for me. Mm -hmm. yes. And so I also believe in that. And so I started praying and I started visualizing. Mm -hmm. And I just, for two days straight, I pictured myself in the future, being back to normal, all body parts intact. Mm -hmm. And on the third day, my leg came back to life. Wow. Yeah. And the doctors have no explanation for it. And so I lay there with, you know, a room full of doctors and surgeons and nurses all trying to figure out what had happened. And mm -hmm. I'm laying there basically pointing up, you know, going, it was a miracle. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what happened. It was a straight <laughs> up miracle. Right. And the last word is not the word. So <laughs> exactly. Yep. I always, that's what I tell them, you know, um, as Bob Proctor puts it, one man working with God is a majority. That's mm -hmm. all you need. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and so, yeah, that situation really proved to me that, you know, there is another side to it. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's rough. I mean, we all go through horrible things. I mean, I've heard stories from people that, you know, make me cry, you know, what they've been through. But usually if you can take a look back at it, there's always something that can come out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, you can always find an upside to, you know, to everything. And, mm -hmm. you know, so that's, you know, the idea for that book. So those are the things I'm working on now. And basically every day I'm still working on improving myself and improving my mindset because it is, I think, a lifelong journey. It is a lifelong yeah. Lesson, and that's what people mm -hmm. think too. They may see people who are doing really well, and you know, they've got money, they've got the house, they've got all these great things, and they don't realize that it's a it's a full time job just keeping that mindset and staying right. positive and staying focused. At least, you know, that's what I believe. You know, I think that no, it definitely is because you come through, um, you come across so many different obstacles every day in your life. And you may have this mindset one day and then something magic happens the next day. And now you're rebuilding that whole mindset over again. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's, con it's constantly working on yourself every day. And I myself, even though I feel like I have a very strong mindset, I continue to work on it. I listen to audio books. I listen to podcasts, just strengthening my mindset, knowing that, you know, if something doesn't go my way one day, it's not the end of the world. But, you know, you have to make yourself to believe that you have to put in a put yourself in a great space to say, OK, I know that I, just, I will just be able to work harder towards this, continue to grow within myself and continue to build upon, you know, what it is that I'm working on. Yep. Yeah. So true. It is. It's yeah. It's an everyday thing. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So if you had to say one thing to women and young girls to inspire them to dream without limitations, what would it be? Oh, basically, no matter who you are, where you've been, where you're from, even what you've done, you matter. Mm -hmm. You and you are worthy of living a beautiful life. And don't let anyone tell you anything else other than that. You are mm -hmm. worthy of it. And if you have a dream, you have a goal, go after it. And, and it's not just for you. You know, I believe if you have that dream, you have that goal, going after it not only matters for you, it matters for the people who may be watching you. The next young girl who comes up after you and sees that you maybe did what she felt was impossible. You realized the dream, that's going to pass down the hope to someone mm -hmm. else. 
So just to keep on believing that and keep moving forward, no matter what happens towards that goal, towards that dream, because you are worthy of it and of making your life the best life possible. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Anne, for sharing your story with us here today. So inspiring, truly an inspiration to women around the world and young girls who are coming up, who are building themselves, who are going to experience different things in life. So I'm so excited to have had you here to share your story here today. I do want to give you the opportunity to allow the audience to know if they'd like to reach you for services or to just follow your journey. How can they do that? They can find me on wonderfullyworthy.com. That's my blog if they want to read posts and, you know, read more about my journey. And that also has links to my books and other things. So wonderfullyworthy.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we have that in the show notes as well as always. And we thank everyone once again for tuning in to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and we'll see you next time.